There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to Svenafel. What's up, y'all? It's Jonathan Rollins. Skip and Sarah. Two Americans living in Sweden talking about football. <laughs> yeah, man. Yes, sir. There was some football week this eight, weekend. I- week eight's in <laughs> the books. I'm in America. I got to watch the games here, man. It's such a difference, man. Yeah, week week eight is in the books, and we got a lot of quarterbacks fucking in the <laughs> hospital or fucking man. you know walking around in boots and shit. I mean, it's man, dudes dropping like flies this week. Yeah, man, it really hurt my heart when I found out the Kirk Cousins went down. Mm-hmm. With a with Achilles, like, why so yeah. many Achilles now? I don't know, man. I mean, he's old. Mm. Mm. Yeah, maybe that's it. <laughs> I heard somebody today talk about how crazy it would have been, you know, because obviously Aaron Rodgers goes down with the Achilles after four snaps, and there was all these rumors about the Jets trading to get Kirk Cousins. Can you imagine if he had gone there and popped his Achilles? <laughs> <laughs> it would have been like, what? Okay, okay, all right, Jets, you got me. You you are cursed at that point. Yeah, man. Oh, I can't wait to talk about that game, but. uh Want to get right into it? Talk about the games? Let's do it. Let's start with Thursday Night Football, uh, where the Bills beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 24-18. to mm. I don't know about you, man, but it, for me, mm. this was kind of a win as a win, I guess you could say. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Bills did a good job of getting off to a better start. Um, well, three points did- in the first quarter. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. But, I mean, they they got better in the second quarter, but they kind of went yeah. to sleep in the second half and allowed the Bucks to crawl back into yeah. this game and damn near could have blown it. Uh, you know that failed hail mary at the end, which I mean, if you go back and watch it, I'm a little surprised <laughs> there was no flag for pass interference. Well, they hardly throw those, but uh, they also, man, it, hit the balls is there. I know, and the guy turns around. He just turned around a little too late, yeah. um, and he didn't see it. Um, but the pass interference, I know that they don't usually call pass interference on those plays, but at the same time, if you go back and watch the tape, I mean, tight end for the Bucks, Cade Otten, got literally bracketed by two defenders who were, like, bear-hugging him from opposite sides and just, like, yeah. pushing him away from the ball. It's like, what's happening here? Crazy. The league has an agenda, man. What what more can I say? Yeah. I mean, speaking <laughs> of agenda, I guess there you mean Josh Allen. Um yeah. I mean he did look more like himself in this one in the first yeah. half, and by that I mean that he he wasn't just out there throwing darts, he was out there running the ball. Um you know, there was a lot of chatter in the offseason about how the Bills coaches wanted him to run the ball less. Uh, and I'm starting to wonder if this is why he seems a little off sometimes, like, like they want him to be something that he's not. And Mm. you understand why, obviously you don't want him to get hurt, but at the same time, it's like, you know, you can't change this guy's DNA. He is who he is, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man. You'll never win with him. Just remember that. (laughs) Mm. You know what they want him to be? They want him to be gold, but he is not. Mm Mm-mm. Not all that glitters is gold. Am I right? (laughs) Am I right? Uh, But White Gino, he tried, you know. He did. But the Bucs continue to struggle to run the ball. Yeah. Um, And in this one where they're, you know, they had some issues in their passing game as well. 
I mean, when 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 running back Rashad White is your leading receiver, you, you yeah, something side. definitely didn't go according to plan. Um, you know, not much to talk about in this game, but I would like to give a special shout out to my man, former Bulldog Jake Camarda, the Bucks punter who was out here swinging oh, helmets oh, at a dude. You see this play? <laughs> no, I didn't. There's a bit of bit of a kerfuffle and then all of a sudden jake camarda takes his helmet off and swings it at a dude um oh, shit. not sure why he didn't get flagged for that he makes it fine later <laughs> i mean when miles garrett did this shit it, the, the league acted like the sky was falling you know what i mean and well he took the jake guy's camarda. own helmet <laughs> <laughs> that was actually that was like Kind of sneaky, maybe one of my favorite NFL moments since we started this podcast. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, that's pretty badass. I'm going to beat you with your own helmet. That's oh, yeah. that's really awesome. Um, yeah. Um, speaking of getting beat with with <laughs> <laughs> beat with your own helmet, uh, I mean, Man. the Cowboys just put one on the the LA Rams. Man, I'm in Texas, right? So the audio that was playing in the sports bar was audio from the Cowboys game. But we're yeah. watching on other games, you know what I mean? Other people are watching other games. And yep. it felt like the guy never stopped saying, touchdown! Oh, my God, what a play! It was just like nonstop highlights <laughs> in that game. I felt bad yeah. for it. It was like 30-something. To, I was like, they're going to catch that Dolphins uh, 70 points if they keep at this pace. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they kind of took their foot off the gas eventually. Uh, Cowboys won 43-20 to against the Rams. Coming into this one, CeeDee Lamb was complaining a lot about the lack of targets and having only caught one touchdown pass all season. Mm. Um, the Cowboys' so-called Texas Coast offense um, <laughs> decided uh, maybe we should throw the ball to the guy who's supposed to be our best weapon. 14 yeah. targets, 12 catches, 158 yards, and two touchdown grabs. So, mm. you know, maybe they should try to keep doing that if they want a little more consistency in their offense. What do you think? Yeah, man. Yeah, I think so. I, and it's 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 put up or shut up time. You know what I mean? We just had a, a wide receiver being called out for being a third-tier wide receiver, and he responded <laughs> with, yeah. uh, yeah, with some negativity. And then now we get somebody who's like, make me the star, and he shows you how it's done and went out there and proved it on the field. So that's – it's pretty dope to see. On the Rams side of the ball, the defense looks really good in the very beginning. I thought they sacked uh, Dak Prescott like two or three times on the first drive, but yeah. it kind of unraveled from there. Yeah. Uh, and to make matters worse, my man, former Bulldog Matthew Stafford, was forced to leave the game after banging up his thumb on another yeah. player's helmet following Twice. through. What, that was Okay, so here's the weird thing about Stafford's thumb injury. So he bangs his thumb on a dude's helmet following through on the pass. He stays in the game. Uh, bangs it again, basically doing the same thing, throwing a touchdown pass, stays in the game. But it wasn't until – they said this in the press conference. It wasn't until they ran this trick play yeah, where yeah. Skoranek throws a pass yeah. to Stafford for the two-point conversion. He catches it, but the pass was so bad that he had to brace his fall with his right hand, and that was actually – like the straw that broke the camels, but like that was the part that man. made him have to come out of the game. Oddly man. enough, I bet he's like, man, if I would have stayed in that game, we would have won, man. <laughs> it, please, no, absolutely not. They should have uh, taken the him Cowboys, out after the first bang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Cowboys were the better team. I think it's a little weird that they still can't run the ball, but I don't know. They won. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Um, right, yeah. Oh, but you also have Aaron Donald in the middle. True. Like, like just, just salivating. Fair point. Uh, Dallas's defense did a great job of bottling up Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. Um, what's yeah. his name? Deron Deron Bland. Is that his name? Third pick six of the season mm. for the Cowboys. Yeah, man. Uh, so that 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 helps when when your defense can do that. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, on to the next game. The Vikings beat the Packers twenty-four to ten. Packers did not mm. really show up for this one. No, they didn't. And Vikings are on a nice little run, man. It's a, it's unfortunate that we won't see this team reach its full potential. 
It's true because I mean the Vikings obviously you you, you love that you know for their sake that they win the game, but the the takeaway is obviously losing Kirk Cousins for the season. Um, you know, I mean, talk about throwing a monkey wrench into the impending trade deadline, which is tomorrow. Um, and looking even further ahead, I mean, cousins, he's on the last year of his deal, not expected to resign with the Vikings, which means, I mean, this game might be the last time you see Kirk cousins in a Vikings uniform. That's crazy. Shout out um, to him though for he opened the gate with his uh, he's the first fully guaranteed contract. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So yeah, which that, which Deshaun like, Watson followed up and did a great job with it too. So. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, my shoulder man, it's raining. It's raining. I can't play today. No, I just uh, it feels like a it feels like a real shame because it it. it it really felt like Cousins was starting to turn the Viking seasons around and doing so without Justin Jefferson, arguably yeah. the best wide receiver in the NFL. Yep. Um, I mean, before he got hurt, everybody was kind of firing on all, on all cylinders. K.J. Osborne, uh, mm-hmm. Hawkinson, Jordan Addison, mm-hmm. everybody yep. was playing great. Um, but then uh, after he left, we got introduced to Vikings backup Jaron Hall. Yeah. Um, Jay Hall, baby, arguably didn't ha- really have to do that much because he came in in the fourth quarter. But he did seventy five percent. He did go a near perfect three for four, twenty three <laughs> yards. So there's that. Maybe yeah, there man. is hope in, in Minnesota. Hope. Yeah. Uh, the Packers, I don't even think are really worth talking about. Honestly, I'm not saying that uh. Jordan Love can't be a starting quarterback, but I am saying that once. Team's got a little more game tape. Uh, he certainly has come down to earth. Um, does he have another level to his game? I have no idea. M- my guess is no. Uh, but, I got a guess. You know. I got a guess. I, I guess yeah. they should run the ball more than 13 times. Yeah. And, yeah, or that's a good count, guess. If you count Jordan Love, then 17 times. True. He's throwing I mean, the ball for 41 me- times. Like, it's not like they were getting blown out. Uh, they were losing big at the beginning, but yeah. I mean, for me, this ball. is for me. This is really more about what are the Vikings going to do. I mean, do you just switch back into yard sale mode and start stripping the team for parts, or or do you desperately try to hang on to this momentum and 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 replace Cousins with like a? I mean, there's a lot of guys out there. There's you got Andy Dalton, you got Jacoby Brissett, Jameis Winston, Davis Mills, Colt McCoy, mm. Nick Foles, Carson Wentz. All these guys could. You could probably get any of them for a fourth-round pick. Wentz is a free agent, so that's just mm. a cap space issue. Matt Ryan is sitting up in the CBS booth, you know. That's all I mean, good. you know, it's like – I mean, there are things that you could do, and you have a couple of days to figure it out. So it's like – I think it's going to be fascinating to see what they choose to do. Yeah. Yeah, it will be. Um, uh, fascinating, hmm? Yeah. On to the next game where where one team certainly knows exactly what they're going to do with their quarterback moving forward. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, my Falcons, what are you doing here? You lose 23-28 to 28 to the Tennessee Titans uh, in those sick Houston Oilers throwback uniforms. Those were dope yeah, as hell. Yeah. Uh, my main fear going into this game was that the Falcons would find a way to lose to a second-round rookie with a very mediocre college career in his first NFL start. And as a Falcons fan, I can say that the line that separates fear from reality is so razor thin that it might as well not exist. I mean, this kid lit us up. I mean, he just lit us up. He was he was really really good, and the way the ball yeah. leaves his hand is like, yeah. oh my god! Like, what yeah. are we, Jesus? What are we doing here? Uh, <laughs> it seemed like an NFL quarterback. He passed the eye test for me, <clears throat> for sure. However, I will say this: I mean, I, again, like I watched him a lot in college, and he's one of these kids who, yeah, he does. He kind of pa- he passes the eye test for sure, but that same ability he has to fucking hit guys going deep is going to start translating into interceptions at some point. I, okay. I, I, I would I would literally be willing to put money on it. It's going to okay. happen. It's going to start turning into interceptions. Um, and then, well, of course, 
DeAndre Hopkins has three touchdown uh, yeah. catches in this game. But I would like to – I mean, whatever. I'm not saying – you know, the reason why the Falcons lose football games is usually a multitude of reasons. Um, but that first touchdown catch – I'm sorry, but how is that not offensive pass interference? I mean, DeAndre Hopkins has got AJ yeah. Terrell in a headlock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what yeah. are we doing here? Where's the fucking flag, bro? Yeah, man. I was in Offense sh- gets I was, all the love, man. That was so obvious. Um, Ritter fumbled the ball away again. What? Um, yeah. <clears throat> he he goes out to get evaluated for a concussion, clears protocol. But Arthur Smith decides to roll with Taylor Taylor Heineke, who, <laughs> in like he my opinion, <laughs> yeah, in my opinion, I, I I think Heineke looked better than Ritter. He he's he's more yeah. mobile. He was able to get out of the pocket as it started to collapse. Yeah. I mean, Ritter got sacked five times in less than a half, while Heineke only got sacked once, and he put mm. up twenty points in the second half. Um, so. Mm. You know, I'm not sitting here saying that we can win a Super Bowl with Taylor Heineke, um, but I do think that they should they should uh, make him the starting mm. quarterback moving forward. Damn, are you so you're completely out on Ritter? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn, absolutely. Damn. Yeah. All right, uh, your division rival Saints were supposed to lose. And they uh, they won. I like to call this the Taysom Hill "Remember Me" game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I guess this is what I get for talking shit about the Saints' dysfunctional offense because these bitches came out and put on a show. Carr was quite good. Kamara looked like vintage Alvin Kamara. Yeah, man. Um, barreling his way into the end zone. Taysom yeah. Hill had two rushing touchdowns. And Rashid, <laughs> Rashid Shahid, good lord, three targets, three catches, 153 yards and a touchdown. Uh, which, Averaging to be 51 f- a catch. That's crazy. <clears throat> which, to be fair, I mean, honestly, think about it. It's a pretty weird stat. Like, I get it. It's good. It looked great. But if I'm a Saints fan, am I really sitting here thinking this is going to happen every week? I mean, yes. that, that's absurd. That. Yeah, but see, Saints that's fans, the problem man. with Saints fans. They, it's so delusional. <laughs> They're like, what? Just throw it to Rashid Shahid three times. We're good. <laughs> I, I, uh. Yeah. Minshew had an up and down day. One minute he looks good. The next minute he looks like a crazy person. It's um, the Minshew experience, man. I think it's time to stop splitting snaps between Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Bruh. I know Zach Moss scored, but Taylor clearly looks like the better running back. Yeah, man. Um. To me, this is two teams that I just can't trust, right? Yeah. Somebody had to win. had to be the Saints. They dropped 38 points on the Colts this week, and then they'll come out next week and kick two field goals. You know what I mean? It's like I don't know what the fuck to think of either one of these teams. They dropped 38 on the Browns last week. I know, but I'm just saying they have the ability to just be terrible also. Um, Speaking of terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Do Mac it. Jones played. <laughs> I was in, <laughs> I was sitting behind a guy who's like a Patriots fan as we're, we're watching the same screen. Uh-huh. He hates Mac Jones. That guy was so he was watching, and then the Jets game was on, and he was like, "I don't know, man. I don't know if I want Zach Wilson or Mac Jones on my team, man, because he might be Zach Wilson might be better than Mac Jones. If somebody says Zach Wilson might be better than your quarterback." You need to you need to get them out of there. <laughs> but the Patriots, they fought strong, man. They started out pretty strong. Tua threw a, the worst interception I think I've seen him throw. Mm. I think he uh, – I, I wrote to, to Ken that I think Tua assumes that his looking off works every time. So he's right. like, I'm going to get the ball. I'm going to look over here. He's going to fall for it. Then I'm going to throw it over here. Without even making sure that it works. And then he looks over here. The guy doesn't fall for it. Looks and throws it right to the defender. It's like he's got to start, you know, double checking. Yeah, that one was not pretty. Yeah, that was was his one hiccup. He he made up for it. He more than made up for it. Yeah, that pass to to Tyreek Hill, who's just out of his mind. Tyreek Hill, it's, it's so fun having him on my team. 
But Tua and him seem to be like, remember the underthrows before? Seems like Tua's like, you know what? He can't be under overthrown, so fuck it. And just launches the ball to the guy. Uh, it's yeah, just it was, it was it, fantastic. It, those hookups are so beautiful. I mean, the way he just drops him in a bucket, hits Tyreek in stride, and it's like, how do you defend it? And poor, uh, what's his name? Is it J.C. Jackson? Yeah. The new he yeah. he, he was from the he was with he was with the Chargers a couple of weeks ago and gets torched by Tyreek and now he's got to deal with him as a, oh yeah as a Patriot. It's like oh man, like yeah, I got to play this bitch and two times in a year. Oh man, it's not cool. Oh man, it yeah, wasn't man. even fair. Waddle had Waddle. a day. He, Waddle he out here great. balling too, man. It was, it was Waddle had some drops too. He could have had over 150 yards, man. He had a couple drops and. uh it was it was a fun game. It was good to see Jeff Wilson back into the to the lineup, and mm. it's so fun to see uh, Bill Belichick get outsmarted by um, Mike McDaniel. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, they just did not have a good day. They couldn't run the ball. They couldn't throw the ball. Um, and then I think we couldn't do diddly offensively we couldn't make a first down we couldn't run the ball that was bill Belichick. I think I, up there. I think i saw right before we came on that kendrick Bourne. is it kendrick Bourne? yeah they got two, two receivers knee? got hurt yeah he blew his knee out it looked like non-contact too and then uh He's, parker had a concussion uh kendrick Bourne, i am as far as what i just recently read is done for the year so damn Things go from was, bad to worse. Uh, he was a bright spot for them, too. Mm-hmm. Well, now he is well. a dark skid, skid mark. <laughs> Speaking of skid marks, let's go to New York. <laughs> so just segue <laughs> with the worst game of the week. This was ultimately we we uh, a shit bowl brought to you by Xlex. We predicted it. It was that and. Man, what did we say? I was, I was like, <laughs> I don't care if the under is like five. We're going. We're taking the under. <laughs> yeah, we won on that bet for sure, man. Under. And this is so uh, funny, 35. dude. This is one of those, and I've said this before. This is like if punters make you wet. This was the game for you. The play-by-play, fumble, field goal, punt, <laughs> punt, 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 punt. Punt, touchdown, <laughs> miss field goal, punt, 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 fumble, punt, punt, punt. And that's just the first half. <laughs> that's the first half. These two teams combined for 24 total punts in this game. This that's is one insane. of the worst football games ever. Yeah. Yeah. Ever. Okay. And then, okay, so, and then the quarterback stats are even funnier. After going four for seven. And eight total yards passing. The Giants lost Tyrod Taylor in this game mm-hmm. uh, to, a, I think, a rib injury. Uh, and we were introduced to the most New York-sounding quarterback in the history of time. Tommy DeVito <laughs> is the New York Giants' third-string quarterback. Tommy DeVito. Are you, you know kidding in a me? bar, this- you know in a New York Giants bar, somebody say, let's go Tommy! Hey, Tommy! <laughs> I mean, this guy sounds like some dude they just found on the sidewalk somewhere in Brooklyn, yeah. right? <laughs> and he played like that, too. Yeah. I mean, you think Tyrod is bad. Tommy DeVito would like you to hold his beer because he went two for seven for a whopping <laughs> negative nine yards of total offense. Yeah, they just stopped going to him after a while. And yet they were still in a position to win this game. It's mind-boggling. Yeah. I don't even it, know how that happens. It's mind-boggling. Mind boggling, uh, and then and then to make matters worse, the poor Giants. I read this uh, last night before I went to bed. The Giants got popped with the next gen stats curse in this one. They had a ninety nine point nine percent win probability with only a minute and change left to go in the fourth quarter. Graham Gano shanks a chip shot field goal. Zach Wilson somehow. Yeah, Zach Wilson somehow gets the Jets into field goal range, spikes the ball with one second left on the clock. I didn't think he was going to be able to do it in time. They tie the game, force overtime. Giants can't move the ball because 
Tommy DeVito as their quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> and then the Jets put him away with a with a game-winning field goal from Greg the Leg Zerline. I mean, this was this was a joke. This is an absolute joke. And, Can you it, and, him? and it looked like he missed that field goal. He barely made it. Yeah. Barely. barely. Yeah, man. Yeah. Barely. He uh because he Oof, I thought he missed it. We're all, everybody in the bar said, he missed. And then it was like, nah, he missed. Just barely hooked it in. And Zach Wilson was terrible in this game. Like, he got sacked oh, yeah. a bunch of times, holding on to the ball too long as usual. Shout I out mean, to Thibodeau. Thibodeau was he a was, terror. He was very good in this game. Uh, finally, right? We were talking about him before the season. He finally, like, he's, he's hit his stride the last couple of games. Yeah, for sure. This was a terrible football game. We shouldn't talk about it for another second. No. Uh, Jaguars beat the Steelers. I thought the Steelers were going to win this game. I did not think we would see Mitch Trubisky, and we didn't get to see fourth quarter uh, Kenny mm. because that's when Kenny steps it up. But um, ah. we did get a George Pickens sighting. Bro. <laughs> that was more that than was, a George Pickens amazing. sighting. Yeah, that was amazing. That okay. was amazing. He made those guys I mean, run into each other while jumping <laughs> over them to score a touchdown. Insane. That was that was special. I mean, one catch. That's what he's like. Oh, I just need one. I just need one. Let me get a catch. Yeah, I mean, T. Law and his associates, um, I, I think, kind of rolled the Steelers in Pittsburgh in terrible weather, proving that the Jags mm-hmm. uh, can also win ugly. Yeah. Um, Travis Etienne had a. Um, a much better day than his brother did. His brother, who plays for the Florida Gators, got absolutely boat raced by the number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs, which is not really relevant <laughs> to this conversation. Um, but yeah, Travis Etienne. <laughs> Travis Etienne looked really good. Oh. Uh, but yeah, like I mean, again, another quarterback goes down. Kitty Pickett gets yeah. sacked. He goes out with a rib injury. Trubisky yeah. comes in. You know, and he did Mitch Trubisky things. You know, he threw yes. that great deep shot to George Pickens. Um, Not that deep, then, twenty-two yards. Yeah, but then Trubisky threw a couple of bad interceptions. So that that's yeah. that's the Mitch Trubisky roller coaster ride. Um, Steelers also lost Mika Fitzpatrick, which is kind of yeah. A big I deal. saw that. That, that was really a non-contact sure. injury, man. It looked like a hamstring, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure how long. I I haven't seen an update on his injury, but that that's like a sort of beating heart of your defense kind of dude right there. That's that's not going to be good. Mm -mm. Um, But yeah, I I, the thing I walked away most impressed by was that the Jaguars could win in shit weather in Pittsburgh. Like that that's a different kind of win you expect from a Jacksonville Jaguars team. So that's good for them. Good for the Jags, man. They're six and two. Yeah. Oh yeah, the uh, the Eagles tried to be six and two. Mm. <laughs> Washington, they jumped out in front at first, and then the Eagles, you put they, them on upset alert. I had them on upset alert, man. You had Washington them on upset alert. Tough. Yeah, they played and you were tough, damn near right. Yeah, they were, and then I was with an Eagles fan watching together, and he was like stressed out, but they found a way to win, and, and that's all. Because hurts, hurts looks. Like, you know, his knee looks a little weird to me. Yeah, like, he was he, limping around, yeah. He's got some kind of knee thing going on. I mean, obviously it didn't stop him from throwing mm. four touchdown passes, two of them to A.J. AJ Brown, who continues yeah, to be. Yeah, just throw just that an, up, man. It, just that. an absolute <laughs> weapon. Uh, he threw one to Devontae Smith. Uh, and one to my man, former Falcon Julio Jones, for the game winner. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, uh, man. <laughs> on a day that was rough for us Falcons fans, it brought like genuine joy into my heart yeah. seeing Julio Jones catch a touchdown pass. Um, and then you got my man, former Bulldog DeAndre Swift, with a rushing touchdown as well. But that's not a big deal. Uh, AJ Brown <laughs> broke. The record for yeah. most consecutive games with 125 plus receiving yards, previously held by Megatron, Calvin Johnson, six straight games with over 125 receiving yards. He's Man, he's not crazy. human. He's nah. he's he's unreal. Yeah, he's um, got the he's got the second most yards in the league, right? Yeah, I think so. Okay, yeah. just who's uh, got the first? 
I'm pretty sure it is your man, yeah. current Dolphin Tyreek Hill, <laughs> who I think you failed to mention. I think they said on the broadcast like he's the he's the fastest ever. Yeah. To yeah. to break a thousand thousand yards yards, yeah. that's 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 absurd. Um, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, Commanders, what do you say? I mean, they they showed some fight. Their offensive line mm-hmm. had a good game. Sam Howell, who is getting sacked at a historic rate, was only sacked one time in this game. Uh, and while he did throw a pick, he threw four touchdown passes as well. Yeah. Um, shout out to the Commanders D for being the first team to seemingly stop the Eagles' tush push. I was going to say, a, yeah, yeah. Forcing a fumble. I was like, finally yeah. somebody figured this thing out. No, they just um, they just botched the snap. That was uh But then the funny thing was is that the Eagles were like, okay, fine. A few drives later, they come back and they set up for the tush push, and then they pulled out and faked it, and then Hurts handed it off to Swift. That's how he got his touchdown. Yeah. So they did yeah, like a fake that. tush push. I was like, okay, I see you, Eagles. I like yeah. it. That's smart. Yeah, they shouldn't have, they shouldn't have brought that one out yet. I guess they, they needed. You're, yeah, yeah, you're kind. Uh, they probably did, but you're right. It would have been kind of. It would have been cool to hang on to that for yeah, like a Yeah, he probably really wanted important. to. It was like, fuck, we got to win this game, man. <laughs> I know. Because you can't, then the teams can't commit like that. Oh, man, that's crazy. Touch push is uh, changing the game. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The uh, Carolina Panthers got out of that. uh, that, They got a one in the win column. The, The final winless team has finally won a game. Um, I told you they this found out that we happen. bet against them. They found out we bet against them, and then they're the worst did. team in the league against and 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 they're an NFC team going against the AFC team, which we're all saying AFC is better. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's another another NFC beating AFC. This is a concerning uh, loss for the Texans, I would say. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're coming out of a bye. <clears throat> Uh, they didn't play super great in their last game before they went into the bye. And you're going up against a winless team with a chance to just really embarrass them. I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, both both defenses played pretty well. Yeah. Um, but this, again, was just a terrible football game, 13 to 15. I mean, yeah. what, are we, what are we doing here? C.J. Stroud struggled. <laughs> Only threw for 140 yards. Um, they couldn't do much on the ground either. Uh, Bryce Young took a lot of sacks, but he just kept, like he always does. But he just he's he seems very resilient. He just kind of keeps he gets up and he just keeps trying to make plays. And yeah. I mean, Adam Thielen continues to defy reality. Like, it doesn't <laughs> seem to make sense that he keeps like how who who had that. On their bingo card, Adam Thielen being a relevant receiver for the Carolina yeah. Panthers in 2023. Not me. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say other than, like, good job. Maybe that's the yeah. only win you get all year. Um, I don't know. Yeah, congrats. Yeah. The Seahawks beat the Browns. Mm. Uh, Black Baker. Nah, I think it was Geno showed up. Geno's balling. <clears throat> This was a really interesting football game because yeah. the Seahawks were rolling early. Yeah, at first, yeah. But they let the Browns back into this one. Um, it took a late touchdown pass from Geno to Jackson Smith and Jigba with only 38 seconds left uh, to you know, basically grab victory from the clutches of defeat, if you will. A yeah. uh, lot of turnovers. P.J. Walker yes. had a fumble and two picks. Geno had two picks. Yeah. 
but like I always say, not all turnovers are created equal. Timing always plays a factor. And P.J. Walker's yeah. second pick deep in the fourth quarter mm-hmm. with the lead, that was the one that allowed the Seahawks to put the put together that game-winning drive. Uh, Seahawks looking clean in those throwback yeah. unis. Oh, man, yeah. those were nice. Those were real and, nice. Yeah. And they're, they're five and two right now. Uh, yeah. And they're also <laughs> in first place in their division. Uh, because there's another team who we will talk about soon uh, uh, that stumbled. Uh, yeah, they stumbled. They stumbled. Yet again. Can, yeah. can you stumble if you're already stumbling? Like, aren't you? If you're in the yeah, midst yeah, it's possible. of a stumble. It's possible. If you can, ever watch a, you... a walkway, a runway show, when their heels yeah. go out. <laughs> And then they just (laughs) 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 when when one of their heels go out and they try to keep their balance. Yeah, that's what. But isn't that like if you if you stumble while you're stumbling, isn't that part of the original stumble or is it just? Oh no, you could re-stumble. It's re-stumble's possible. (laughs) So you can stumble, recover, and then stumble, and then stumble again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, just stumble, stumble. Yeah, the uh, the Browns, man. (laughs) It seems like. They just got to get their quarterback situation squared away. So maybe one day Deshaun Watson's going to rediscover his love of football. It's really – it's very confusing what's happening up there. The messaging is all off. It's like he says that he it, – it's ridiculous to insinuate that he doesn't want to play, and yet the messaging on the coach's side is not lining up with that. I, I don't know what – I honestly don't know what to make of it. I really wonder if Stefanski was like pounding the table to get – uh, Deshaun Watson, or if that was like a general manager, you know, front office brass type of decision, because that was something you really. You I think owner? it was the owner. I think it was the owner. That sucks if you like. I told you, <laughs> I told you not to bring this guy here. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the craziest, the craziest result of the day. Hmm. Hmm. As the Denver Broncos beating the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't know. I almost quit. I almost quit. Like, podcasting. Like, that's it. <laughs> I've seen it all. They fucked up our parlay. Which is, it's like, what? It's like, what? These teams all figure out who we bet on. And they're like, all right, that's it. Uh, I don't know. I, I inexpl- Nine points by the Chiefs. I could see right. out scoring them, like, going nuts. And you drop 50, they drop 48. For the victory. Wow, what happened? But nine points total? Right. Well, okay. So, I mean, Mahomes did not look like Mahomes. And then, of course, we learned in the middle of the game that he was playing with with a pretty difficult case of the flu. Oh, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. Uh, oh, they said a lot that of before turnovers. the game. They said it, like, right before the game. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't hear it until the game started. Yeah, they were so, talking about on game day morning. A lot of turnovers. Mahomes had two picks and a fumble. Valdez Scantling uh, and my man, former Bulldog Miko Hardman, fumbled the ball away as well. Miko Hardman muffed that punt. That was that was brutal. Um, but I mean, you do have to credit the Broncos' defense. Who, yeah. who? I mean, they came to play and they were determined to finally beat Mahomes, who they have not beaten since he came into the league. Thirteen games, I think. Sixteen. Um, no, but that's the Chiefs in general. I think Mahomes oh, okay. they haven't beaten. Oh, <laughs> I don't think they've beaten the Chiefs since the, since uh, Alex, Alex Smith. Smith. I don't think that was the last time they beat the Chiefs. That's, that's embarrassing. Like, that's, that's crazy. Um, they only had three sacks, but they were living in the backfield. They racked up eleven yeah. QB hits. Um, Russell Wilson did not really have an impressive game, but he. I mean, the turnovers meant that he didn't really have to. He was only 12 right. for 19, 114 yards and three touchdown passes. So that kind of tells you that story. Yeah. Um, you know, it just working with short fields. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't put too much into this, to be honest. No. Um, you know, it's one of those things where it's like. Off day. We keep making you know, excuses when the, when the Chiefs lose. We do that. I the reason why I can make excuses for the chiefs when they lose is because we've seen them recover. Um, and, and when you watch them win championships, you, you just, you have more faith in them. I think, um, I just don't think of other, there aren't a lot of teams in the league that I think of that are capable of doing what the chiefs can do after a difficult loss. Yeah. 
What do you think about mm. the uh, the Baltimore Ravens? I I, I think it's kind of interesting. I mean they I mean they win this game thirty one to twenty four. Uh, kind of a weird one. Yeah. Um, they obviously, you know, gave up more points than you would expect. Um, so true. I mean, the defense is going up against the Cardinals for Christ's sakes, but. Really more, I'm, I'm talking about the way they won with Lamar playing more like a true pocket passing quarterback. Very little scrambling, very few design runs. He was just standing in the pocket, finding open receivers and handing the ball off to Gus Edwards, who had, you know, 80 rushing yards and three touchdowns. Um, it, 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 looked, it didn't look like the Baltimore Ravens to me no. in a way. Because it looks, I don't know. Evolving into more passing, you know what I mean? I don't. Or it's Maybe. different. It's not as power. It's not as much power behind it. It's a, it's turning into a more finesse team on offense. Yeah, it feels less creative to me. But I mean, whatever. They still put up thirty-one points, so that's yeah. I mean, that's good. It's hard to complain about it, but it's like, um, you know, Mark Andrews caught a touchdown because he always catches a touchdown. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the Cardinals, uh, you know, put up a fight scoring like 17 points in the fourth quarter, but it, yeah. it, it wasn't really enough to overcome Joshua Dobbs' two touchdown and two interception day, mm-hmm. uh, especially when both of those picks led directly to Ravens. Yep. Uh, or not directly, so but touchdown. indirect. Uh, yeah, it led to touchdowns. Um I mean the yeah I mean the Ravens defense looked great until the, until the fourth quarter. My man, former Bulldog yeah. Roquan Smith, was balling. I mean the Cardinals only had seven points going into the fourth quarter, so yeah. that's I, I don't know what happened in the fourth quarter. Maybe the Ravens took their foot off the gas. I'm not really sure, but Definitely. I mean good job by the Cardinals to make it interesting. But it's obviously just I don't know. It's too little, too late. Kyler yeah. Murray is coming back probably. I don't know if he's coming back next week or the week after, but I don't know. He'll be back is he going to be an improvement? Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> we'll I think so. Out. Yeah, yeah, I do. I really do. I really do think he'll be an improvement. Oh, no, he's hard on that guy for I th- a while. I think he's hard to game plan for. You know what I mean? I think he's hard to game plan for for like half a year. He usually puts yeah. in half a season. Oh, yeah, he also had the worst coach, uh, yeah, in a while. Uh, that was also Cliff Kingsbury, too. He's also yeah. the half season guy. I yeah. don't know. So maybe um, that was anyway. It. On to the next game. Licking my chops to talk about the 49ers <laughs> losing to the Cincinnati Bengals 31 to 17. Joe Burrow was damn near perfect, throwing four incomplete passes all night. Four. Wow. That's wow. it. But with the game in reach in the second half, Purdy fumbled the ball away and threw two critical picks that allowed the Bengals to silence the San Francisco home crowd mm. uh, and walk Ooh. out of this with a pretty. Pretty comfortable victory, actually. Yeah, man. I got uh, a question for you. I got a question. For yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for our weekly question of the episode. How is this loss Kyle Shanahan's fault? Skiff, how is this loss Kyle Shanahan's fault? Well, it's interesting that you asked that question, John. Um, the Bengals have won four of their last five, mm-hmm. while the 49ers are now on a three-game losing streak. Oh. So I would like to turn the question around and ask you, <laughs> is A, it's a two-parter, A, mm-hmm. is Kyle Shanahan a fraud, and B, is Zach Taylor the real boy genius that we should all be talking about? <laughs> I will say... Kyle Shanahan is a really good coach, and Zach Taylor is not. <laughs> I'll still stand on that. That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> well, I will say this. 49ers, three weeks in a row, putting up only 17 points. Really? Now, now they limp into their bye week, having just mm. dropped the division lead to the Seattle Seahawks. Limp is a good uh, word. Limp is a good and, word. And they're not looking as nearly unstoppable as they were in the beginning of the season. And also, if we're talking about Kyle Shanahan's fault, what the fuck is he doing in the fourth quarter? You're losing 31-17. to 17. 
you're not going to win this game. It's late in the game. And your best player, Christian McCaffrey, you're, you continue to put him in harm's way. And you wonder why the 49ers year after year are the team that's always dealing with these fucking key injuries. Mm. It's like, this guy's a fucking idiot. He's Good an point. absolute idiot. Um, I, I mean, but that being said, shout out to McCaffrey, obviously, for tying the record for most consecutive games with a touchdown. That's 17 games. It's a record set in 1964 by the late, great Baltimore cult, Lenny Moore. Never heard of him. <laughs> Damn, never heard of him. <laughs> never heard of him. But he scored 17 games in a row. And I'm sure, I guess McCaffrey will break that record in two weeks when they come back from by. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, Good, I say this. Him. Bengals, <clears throat> sorry, yeah. Bengals looked, I mean, Joe Burrow specifically. I mean, this was the yeah. first game I saw where I was like, okay, he's fine. Especially on that, there was that play. It was like third and nine, yeah. right? He drops back to pass and he's like, yeah. oh, green grass, Adam. baby. I'm taking it. That was not happening two weeks ago. That might no, not I'm, have happened a week. What about the one when they grabbed him in the backfield and he rips that out one of the too. sack, pulls yep. to the right, scrambles, yeah. throws it head into the sidelines, and the guy yep. catches it for the first down? It's like. Also great. He had several plays in this game that made you say, okay, you know what? Uh, This this is going to get scary. This this is the Bengals we thought we were going to get this year. Um, And I, for one, am kind of – I don't know. I'm here for it. I think it's fun, Uh, especially when it comes at the expense of a loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Or not – again, 49 – if we have 49ers fans, if we have 49ers fans who listen to this, I don't dislike you at all. I actually have very warm feelings from the – Joe Montana era. I kind of like the 49ers. Uh, I just don't like your coach because I think he's an arrogant piece of shit who doesn't know how to take credit when he fucks shit up. So fuck the guy. Hate him. Mm. Absolutely hate him. Damn, man. Fuck that guy. All right. We got uh, the final game that we're going to cover in this episode. We're going to do the Monday night game in the next episode because uh, Mm. I'm going to be traveling and stuff. So. The final game we'll cover is the Chargers and the Bears, man. I gave the Chargers no respect, and they came out, and they smacked the shit out of the Bears. And I should have known that. As I watched the game, I was like, of course this is happening. Of course. Yeah. But I feel like that's what it's like to watch Chargers games every week. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no matter like, what happens, you're like, of course. No, <laughs> of course they're losing. Or of course they're win- Of course they're winning. They have all these good players. They should win. Right. You know what right. I mean? You should beat bad teams. Um, I kind of thought the Bears would be a tough matchup for the Chargers because the Bears, you know, again, you can't trust them either. But, you know, they ran the ball so well last week with, with Deontay Foreman. Um, yeah. And the Chargers are not known for having a very good run defense. Um, but, you know, again, th- to me, these are two teams that you just cannot trust. You can't trust what they are. You can't trust what yeah. they're supposed to be good at. Um, I mean, when Herbert is on one, he – but this – I actually – I don't give a shit about the Bears, to be honest with you. I actually mm-hmm. kind of have some feelings for the Chargers because I, I really like Justin Herbert. And when he's yeah. on one, man, that guy yeah. – that dude can grip it and he can grip it and rip it with the best of them. Um, yeah. I mean, he's 31 for 40, uh, nearly 300 yards and three touchdowns in this game. Um, he's just, he's so much fun to watch um, when this team is, is functioning. Um, I mean, Eckler, Jesus Christ, Austin Eckler had 94 yards receiving and a touchdown. What, yeah, that's, he had that's, a 70 something yard uh, catch on the, on a little swing route. And he just took it all away. They had it was kind of a screen because they had the line mm. leak out and just mm-hmm. plow the way for him. So mm. I was I was watching in a bar and I was waiting to go on at a comedy. The comedy club was upstairs over a bar, so I was like watching this game <laughs> mm. next to a Bears fan who was just like, "Well, we're losing again." <laughs> in a in a way, I'm kind of glad this happened to the Bears because I mean, look, you know the whole Tyson Bagent thing that happened. Last week, you know, the the backup yeah. quarterback has to play. And it's like, you know, who are we kidding? Deontay Foreman did all the work last week. Tyson Bajan just happened to be the guy standing under center. Um, yeah. You know, I think this allows the Bears to kind of um, get real for a minute and realize, like, <laughs> okay, you, you, need to, you need to wait for Justin Fields to come back. You need to keep developing him to see if you can make something work with him. And then – 
you know, you've got all these choice draft picks coming up in the draft and you can make your decision there. But Tyson Bajan is not, Ain't he, it. He, he, he's not what you're looking for. Nah, that ain't it, y'all. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that's all of our games. Um, and now it's time for superlatives. I'm going to start with the real MVP. Because, uh, mm-hmm. of course, my real MVP is Will Levis for this week. It's either, mm. I mean, I also want to throw an honorable mention out there before I get into this. Because uh, what... AJ Brown's doing this historic. It's special. Sure. You know what I mean? So so yeah, I gotta give that as an honorable mention. But Will Levis, man, what a debut. He was 19 to 29, 238 pass yards, four touchdowns, QB rating in his first game, 130.5. And he said mm. himself, This is a dream come true. And I get that. You've been thinking about this your entire life, and you finally get it. Normally, you get out of there in that dream and it turns into a nightmare when people start chasing <laughs> you around. <laughs> but it didn't happen like that for him. He took some hits. He stood in there. He made some big boy throws. He looked apart, passed the eye test for me. Uh, I saw one shot on the sidelines of Ryan Tannehill pumping him up after a touchdown. And uh, it was good to see the potential passing of the torch from Tannehill to this guy. Maybe Tannehill will be a Viking soon. Who knows? Uh, I know it's just one game, and he'll have some growing pains, but you got to give it to the rookie. He stepped up, led his team to a victory. So for me... Will Levis. You the real MVP. <laughs> yeah, uh, you and me are on the same page. I got Titans rookie QB, uh, who I did not expect much from, um, but he absolutely blasted my Atlanta Falcons. And while that may not be a very convincing idea, um, beating the very unstable Falcons, Levis did something in this game that only two other quarterbacks have ever done in NFL history by throwing four touchdown passes in his professional debut. Okay. Mm. The first quarterback to do this was my man, former bulldog, (laughs) Fran Tarkington, who did it back in the early 1960s as a Viking. And you will never guess who the other quarterback is who did this. Uh, Mr. Trubisky. Marcus Mariota. (laughs) <laughs> no way. <laughs> Marcus Mariota? <laughs> yes. Marcus Mariota threw oh. four touchdowns in his debut as a Titan versus the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers back in 2015. So you got one guy in uh, Fran Tarkington who's a Hall of Famer, and then you got Marcus Mariota, definitely not a Hall of Famer, right? Mm. So which direction does Will Levis's career go in? <laughs> I have – Absolutely no idea. But for this for this performance and for doing something that only two other dudes have managed to do in NFL history, I have no choice but to award him the week eight MVP. You the real MVP. All right. Uh who's your trash of the week? He's top five in sacks. He's top five in picks. And he's top five in fumbles. Damn. Ooh, he has thrown game, huh? as many touchdowns as interceptions. Mm-hmm. His QBR rating is a sub 40. Oh. And I'm be I'm beyond tired of having to put my hopes and desires into watching this man lead my team to fall flat on their faces every week. Desmond Ritter cannot read defenses properly. He mm-hmm. cannot evade pressure at all. His instincts in the pocket are shit. I realize that he has some moments where he looks like he's capable of putting the team on his back, but even then it happens in a game where he's already thrown three fucking picks. I've given this dude all the rope I got, but at this point I'm 100% done. Uh, I do not want Desmond Ritter to be my quarterback, nor do I want him to be anyone's quarterback. Like, really, I wouldn't wish this upon a single team (laughs) in the NFL. This guy should go play in the USFL or – Canada or some other fucking place because he's just a giant pile of steaming trash. I'm over it. Get him out of my life. You are trash! Damn, spoken like a true fan. (laughs) Uh, Brian Dable was the talk of the league last year. He had fixed Daniel Jones, gotten his team into the playoffs in his first year, and now we're in a sophomore slump, maybe? 
At least Giants fans should hope it's a slump. All season, we've been seeing him turning pink on the sidelines as his team makes a bunch of mistakes that a well-coached team shouldn't make. We watched him blame quarterbacks and receivers and defenders and referees. We've also seen pretty much every team adopt their version of the Eagles' tush-push slash brotherly, love, brotherly shove play on fourth and short. And on this nasty, rainy day, Dable decides to kick a field goal to go ahead six points and give the ball to the Jets instead of dialing up a tush-push type play to win it. That play, not to lose, backfired when the kicker missed the kick and the Jets got a spark and kicked a game-tying field goal only to pull out the victory in overtime. I've been giving Dayball the side-eye since he tried to throw Tyrod Taylor under the bus for his late-game audible to a run as if he couldn't have told him, no matter what, don't audible to a run. That's not the stuff of leadership, and players pick up on that. Dayball needs to take a good look in the mirror right now. Nobody thinks that loss is on anybody but him right now. So this week, Mr. Dable. You are trash! Mm. That's a good one. Uh, my shit got learned. Mm. It's fan loyalty is bizarre. <laughs> I sat in a bar to watch the games here in Austin. It was fun. It was nostalgic. My homie Marco, I've been friends with him since uh, we got our first our entry briefing in Turkey together, and I finally got to link back up with him because he lives in San Antonio. Shout out to Marco. We had some wings, we had some chips and dip, and we had some mm. football. It was nice. Mm. My game was playing on the screen next to the Jets and Giants game, and there was a Giants fan next to me and a Jets fan in front of me. And they watched the game with an intensity that was not deserved. Mm. Both teams flopped and stumbled around the field for the entire game in a comical fashion <coughs> that made me feel bad for these fans that had to be subjected to this mess while exciting games played on pretty much every other screen in the bar. <laughs> while they punt 24 times. <laughs> These guys stayed locked in and yelled at the TV after every boneheaded play. And there were plenty. New York is always going to be a major market in the U.S. because it's such a popular city. And I know the league wants them to be good. But it's just not the case right now. It's a little glimmer of fairness in this unfair world, actually. That New York sucks at football. You got the glitz and glamour of Times Square and the Empire State Building and big money TV deals, but the team in Jacksonville can kick your ass. <laughs> Yet and still, <laughs> there are diehard fans getting their blood pressure up every single week for this mess. Fan loyalty <laughs> is bizarre. <laughs> That's true. It's bizarre and it's dumb. Speaking yeah. of that, did you see that picture that's going around of uh, Saquon Barkley leaving the stadium with his dad who's wearing a Jets jersey. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's funny. Apparently his dad has always been a diehard Jets fan and Saquon got uh, it, gave it to him as a birthday present, like before he was a giant. I think it's a Joe Namath jersey. Joe Namath. Oh, Namath. Okay. <clears throat> but it's just funny because everyone on the internet has a take about it. Like, how could you wear that jersey when your son plays for the Giants? It's like, well, shut up. Man, leave that man alone. Yeah, that guy could get if, traded any 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 day. If my son played for the Saints, I would show up in my Falcons jersey, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. So shut up. That doesn't so. change my allegiance to my child or my team. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Separate the two, you fucking idiots. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing that I learned is that I think the NFL needs to institute like a separate salary cap for backup quarterbacks. Mm. Uh, because I like this. honestly, what are we doing here? I mean, w w starting quarterbacks are dropping like flies and we're being subjected to like the Tony DeVito's of the world. This, this is me. not, <laughs> this is not how I want the rest of the season to play out. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I feel like, and and also, I mean, t they need to get a better at evaluating their quarterbacks. In what universe, after what we just saw of uh, Will Levis, in what universe is Will Levis worse than Malik Willis? Are you fucking kidding mm. me? What? How is that? I mean, I, he was the third string quarterback. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, like, like there has to be. 
I feel like the whole backup quarterback thing needs to like, and maybe there needs to be some kind of like, like financial incentive for it. And that's what I mean by this, like separate salary cap for it. But I just feel like backup quarterback cannot be an afterthought. Like it needs to be like, you know, it's sort of like when you, you know, remember back in the day when your car had like an actual spare tire. (laughs) Yes. Remember that? Yeah. And now yeah. it's now now the fucking spare tire is like a is like a bike wheel or some shit. It's like, no. Nah. Yeah. Hey, I I don't want to see the rest of the NFL season play out with all these fucking spare tires fucking laying around playing shitty football. I want good fucking <laughs> quarterbacks. Um. So yeah, that's what I learned. One one problem with that. Yeah. Is that in the top thirty two quarterbacks in the world. Hmm. Is Zach Wilson is a starting quarterback on the team? I guess he's a backup, but you know what I'm saying. Like once the the drop off after <clears throat> the current top players is so big right. that even if you had this uh, salary cap, what do you mean? I know, you, like, but that's... away a really good quarterback. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I guess what I'm trying to say is that I money, feel like the money shouldn't... doesn't make them better like that. Yeah, but the money does get you to like. I mean, I mean, you got Kirk. Like when when the I don't even remember his name now, but the guy who came in to play for Kirk Cousins. I'm like, who? Yeah, never heard of this guy <laughs> ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Okay. And and the same thing with Tony DeVito. Like what? Yeah. I, I mean, I get he's technically a third string quarterback, so that makes a little yeah. more sense because Ty, Tyrod's the backup. Um. But I just feel like, you know, there has to be better players out there that can slot in to play you, behind. These you think guys. they're not on those teams because it it will cost too much? Like who's not playing cases, that should be there? Like or Carson Wentz, you mean should be like on some team as a backup, making eight thousand eight million a year? You think something like that would make more sense? It's kind of hard actually because you. I think the big problem is that you don't play that many games in a season, so you can't. Um, the way it works in the NHL is that like most, most NHL teams have like a really good backup goaltender, um, because they play 82 games and you're not, most teams have gotten to the point where they're like, okay, one guy's going to play 70% of the games and the other guy's going to play the other 30, but we don't like, we want to go get a good guy. You know what I mean? We're not up out here trying to lose those 30% of our games. Like we want a guy who can win those games. Um, so it, it's a little different in that sense, but I just wish there was some way to create that type of equivalency in the NFL. It's just a shame that it's such a huge drop off from yeah, starter to exactly. backup. Yeah. It's a shame. Uh, AFC team. Who you got? Scariest AFC team. <clears throat> For me, it's a toss up between, um, your dolphins and the suddenly ascending Cincinnati Bengals, who are really starting mm. to look like a championship-caliber football team. I, I mean, mm. I, it might be a little too early to get that excited about the Bengals, but if this is who they are, uh, you know. But they are who we thought they were. They'd be scary to play against, mm. I think. I'm going with the Ravens, man. Mm. Okay. Look, they're, they're the scariest team, man. Yeah. Uh, they got a run game too. I feel like the Bengals. Mm. If they get their run game right. The Bengals could be a little more scary. And they mm. got Anna Romo. As yep. Anna Romo. <laughs> yeah, so the Bengals defense is Bengals defense has been balling lately. Yeah. Uh, NFC team. I'm gonna say the Eagles. Tentatively, they were not impress that much, but they pulled mm. it out, and that's all you got to do, man. So I got to go with the Eagles for now. <clears throat> I haven't seen the Lions I- this week. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing in kind of a similar tone. Um, obviously, the Lions, like you said, they're off this week. The Cowboys looked amazing this week. But, you know, as always, I need to see them do that week after week before I can think about putting yeah. them in front of the Eagles. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. And as far as putting some spec on, I'm putting some spec on the Denver Broncos, man. Hmm. They had a 16-game losing streak to to the uh, Chiefs. They were probably in everybody's parlay as a, a can't-miss 
loss to the Chiefs. They gave up 70 points this season, not too long ago. All signs pointed to a dumpster fire. The fan base and analysts all looking towards the draft. We all thought Russell Wilson and Sean Payton were done. They can't function together. There was no respect left for this troubled team. But any given Sunday is real. They stepped up and repeatedly punched the Chiefs in the mouth over and over and mm. over and over. Over and 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 over Even throughout the game, we all thought Denver's going to figure out a way to lose while Mahomes <laughs> and company figure out a way to win. But it never happened. Denver got the victory, a convincing victory. And we all need to put some respect on my name. Yep. Yep. You beat the champs. You deserve some respect. Yeah. Um, for me, <clears throat> I'm going to go with a 34 year old wide receiver who <laughs> was supposed to be all washed up with nothing more <laughs> left to give, catching a game winning touchdown in 2023. For one of the best teams in the NFL. I'm talking about my man, former Falcon, Julio Jones. And yes, his glory days are obviously behind him. The Eagles already have A.J. Brown, who we have already established as like an alien from outer space. They've got Mm -hmm. Devontae Smith, who's also good at catching these uncatchable balls. We know they got championship bulldogs galore all over the field. But to suggest that my guy... Julio can't still strike fear in the hearts of DBs while climbing the ladder and mossing a dude to haul in a game-winning touchdown. Now that is disrespectful. You watch. Mm. If the Eagles make it all the way to the Super Bowl and put a ring on this man's finger, Mm. all will be right with the world, and everyone in the NFL media universe will be putting some spec on my guy Julio's name. Put some respect on my name. <laughs> I can't argue with that. <laughs> Not surprised at all. <laughs> Nobody's surprised at all. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it. We're going to be back soon. We're going to talk about the Monday night game and we're going to make some predictions and whatnot in the next episode. So stay tuned for that. Thanks for listening to uh, Spin NFL. Always a pleasure. Uh, I hope your team did well. I hope you feel good about your team. I don't know. Just, just don't fuck with my team. My team's my team, all right? <laughs> we'll catch y'all later. It's been Jonathan Rollins. Skip me, sorry. What's NFL? Peace. Later, y'all. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.